You are about to launch to Planet Joe. Please enter the pod and fasten the brain safety belt. This planet is intended for mature humans only. If you are the sapient type that gets offended easily, please exit the pod immediately. Enjoy your visit on Planet Joe Pod. Launching now. What's up, bitches? How you doing, my earthlings? Welcome, welcome. I hope you can see Earth in the distance. Welcome to Planet Joe Pod. Your ass is mine now. <laughs> so have you been? Have you been? Hope all is good. Uh, welcome to episode 16. Uh, we got a little treat for this one. Um, a sweet, uh, interesting interview um, that's coming up. Uh, but yeah, before that, uh, just, uh, you know, let me give you uh, an update, I guess that's the word. <laughs> um, yeah, I got my first uh, bad review on um, Apple Podcasts. So woohoo! <laughs> that means I'm doing something right, right? Um, I can't remember what's that saying. It's better to get uh, a negative spotlight than no spotlight at all, or something along those lines. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, let me read it to you. This is uh, on Apple uh, Podcasts, and I keep asking my listeners, like, if you can throw in uh, reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts. It uh, it helps uh, tremendously uh, to this podcast. And, and I keep saying, like, even if it's a negative review, just fucking throw it out there. Um, you know, that activity and um, getting reviews, it uh, brings it up in the charts, according to Apple Podcasts. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyways, I got a two-star review. <laughs> I remember the first uh, second I saw, I'm like, oh, shit, the first stab in the heart. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, like, mentally prepared for that, um, especially with me and, you know, the topics and the subjects that I talk about are uh, a bit provocative and outside the box. So I'm prepared, you know, the more momentum I'll gain and the more listeners uh, I'll gain uh, the more haters I'll uh, have to face. Um, but hey, that's a part of it. Um, but anyways, let me let me read this uh, uh, two star review. Uh, it's titled uh, "Look Elsewhere" by Jay Smith. Um, I'm sure it's probably uh, who knows it's his real name. But anyways, uh, this guy identifies uh, as a leftist and shares Prager University videos as a good source. Production quality is decent. Host has a good cadence. But if you want any interesting ideas, go elsewhere. <laughs> so he's talking about, uh, he mentions, um, um, what does it say, this guy? Oh, I, well, first of all, identify as a leftist, I guess. Yeah, independent, but. Uh, definitely, if I'd have to pick one, uh, 
extreme leftist. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, he shares Prager University videos as a good source. So right there and then that gave up like uh, where this person uh, comes from. Um, in my episode, uh, Policing in America, getting all these uh, other uh, beeps and blings in the background. Sorry about that. But anyways, uh, the episode Policing in America uh, use a, uh, a Prager University video. Um, I never say that it's a good source, but it's a good fucking video uh, that talks about uh, the whole policing in America thingy. Uh, but right away, right when he said, when he brought that up, I'm assuming he's most likely a cop hater because he's mentioning the policing in America, the leftists. So, uh, but hey, I'm open to negative and positive reviews. So no hard feelings. And I truly honestly hope that this guy's a regular listener. So Jay, if you're listening, it's all good. Um, all I can say is thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully you keep coming back. But anyways, um, the rest of the reviews are all five star, which is amazing, which is good to hear. Um, yeah, I have already over um, a thousand listeners from all over the world. Um, so it's all good. But anyways, I don't want to waste too much time because we have a long interview ahead of us. Um, so let's... Um, let me tell you a little bit about who's my next guest. Um, wonderful lady. Uh, her name is uh, Sharon Summers. Um, Sharon, she's uh, she worked in the adult entertainment industry for 11 years uh, as a phone sex operator. Uh, she's, she also does uh, erotic uh, recordings. Um, and uh, she's also a writer for adult websites. Um, but her the majority of her experience is a uh, phone sex operator. And um, um, you can uh, s- I'll put um, her website uh, link in the show notes if you want to check it out. Um, but anyways, um, let's jump into it and listen to this uh, interesting interview with uh, Sharon. Hi, Sharon. How are you? Hello there. Thank you very much for having me. I'm just fine. Thank you. Thank you for coming and thank you for landing on this planet, Planet Joe Pod. Welcome. Of course. <laughs> so as I mentioned before, I did the introduction. As you listeners heard, we're with uh, Sharon Summers, uh, phone sex operator, and uh, we're going to pick her brain a little bit on the uh, <laughs> industry. And <laughs> um, So Sharon, tell us. Uh, give us a background. Uh, I know you've been doing this for a long time. But, uh, yes. Tell our listeners who you are, what you oh, do. Oh, goodness. Who am <laughs> I? I'm a woman of mystery. I wear many hats. What can I say? <laughs> uh, I've been in this business for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mainly got into it so that I could work from home, which is the reason that a lot of women get into phone sex. A lot of men 
are under this illusion that we all must be nymphomaniacs, that Mm. we want to listen to men masturbate day and night (laughs) around the clock. (laughs) When in fact, it's a very convenient at-home job with lots of flexibility. Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't take up tons of your time. It's not like a desk job where you're slaving away from nine to five and you're chained to the the desk and everything. uh, When you work from home, you've got a level of freedom unlike anything else. And to me, that's that's worth so much mm-hmm. to be able to do that. If I need to go to the dentist or the bank or something, I don't need to ask somebody's permission. I can just log out and go. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. There's a lot of freedom to it. Right. And that that and I've got weird sleeping hours and everything mm-hmm. else. So I can log in or out any hour around the clock without having to ask anybody's permission. Mm-hmm. And that really meant a lot to me. So that total freedom. It, uh, yeah, and, and it's fun talking to some of these guys. You hear these crazy stories. I could live a million years and not come up with the stuff that some of these characters tell me on a daily basis. It's bizarre. So are you going to share with us later some of those stories? <laughs> oh, of course, yes. Good. Of course, Good. yes. Okay, and how long have you been doing this for, Sharon? Just over 11 years. Mm-hmm. So you're a rookie. I, well, I'm pretty much a veteran, my gosh. This business, uh, there are definitely women that I know from forum boards that have been in the business a lot longer than I have, mm-hmm. two, three times as long mm-hmm. as I have. They've been in it since the 80s. Yeah. And it's like they were starting out when it was in call centers. And I think, oh, right. my God, that would have been beyond a nightmare mm-hmm. yeah. to be in some little cubicle in a call center doing that. I can't even imagine. Right. But uh, unfortunately... This business has a very high turnover of women Mm -hmm. because there's a high weirdness factor with this job and a high ick factor. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women will think, oh, yeah, I can do this. I can talk on the phone Mm -hmm. and they will try it and they will do it for one night. They're like, nope, not for me. Can't do that. It's too weird. Mm -hmm. These people are strange. Mm -hmm. Not all of them are that way, but there's enough of them that way that it's not going to be doable for some people. Yeah, it, it can be do, wearing you out, mm-hmm. draining you yeah. emotionally. Yeah. I can imagine. I've heard lots of girls that will be there for a couple nights, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. They're out. They can't do it. So the ones that are really the long-term veterans, mm-hmm. there's not tons and tons and tons of them. Yeah. It's it's kind of a short-term thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Some girls will do it when they're in college to earn tuition money. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that's paid for, you know, you know, they're they're not going to continue on with it. Mm-hmm. So the ones that are doing this full time, year in, year out, decade mm-hmm. in, decade out, <laughs> we exist. <laughs> We would, definitely do, would, but for some people, it's more of a short-term bridge. Right. Would you say, else. like, after a while, you develop an elephant skin where you kind of it doesn't phase you anymore? Pretty much, yeah. 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 I'd say that skin develops after about year two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the first year, you're sort of in yeah. shell shock. You don't know what the hell's going to happen when you answer the phone. Yeah. It's, uh, it can be terrifying. It right. really can because you really have no idea what's going to be on the other end mm-hmm. of that phone. But right. after you've pretty well heard every topic once, then the second time, You've already, you know, you're starting to become desensitized right. at that point. Yeah. So after you've been doing it so many years, it's like, okay, sure. What else is new under the sun? Mm-hmm. You know, you hear these people tell these crazy uh, fantasies and stories. Mm-hmm. 
and you just roll with it as best you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes you will not do certain calls. There's certain calls that I won't do. I have a few limitations. Mm-hmm. Some girls will have absolutely no taboos. They will talk about anything. anything. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm not that way. I don't have a lot of limitations, but a few. Even though it's a fantasy uh, world and it's basically, yes. you're, you're still, there are still topics that you're uncomfortable with. Yeah. 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 For yeah. me personally, there mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. There's some women, like I said, they have no problem mm-hmm. talking about anything, no matter how dark. Yeah. Can you give us examples of like, what's your red line that you wouldn't cross what what are you the topics that you're like sorry i don't do that my red line that i don't cross i don't talk about animals mm-hmm. preteens violence mm-hmm. scat mm-hmm. um i've personally never in all the calls i've ever done never had anybody want to talk about necrophilia mm-hmm. but i have heard from girls that have mm-hmm. Had guys that want to talk about some of the stuff, you know, yeah. really dark wow. stuff. I'm like, God, mm-hmm. there's no way. Mm-hmm. Although I've had a couple guys that wanted to talk about really violent things. I remember once I was in a dead sleep and the phone rang because mm-hmm. I leave my line on mm-hmm. all the time. And I pick up the phone half asleep and I hear, I want to talk about raping and murdering you. Mm. I think you better try somebody else, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm not the gal for you. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, but so no, thank it's, you. It, it, some of these people, now granted this is a small minority, mm-hmm. but there are a small group of guys that you would swear they're like serial killers in training or something. Wow. They're calling that really have these violent, bizarre fantasies. And, and we operators have forums. Mm-hmm. I actually own one site mm-hmm. that's a forum board for operators. Mm-hmm. And the girls will tell some of these stories and oh God, some of the stories are awful. Wow. I remember this one girl that told me about the first call that she ever did and she was crying at the end of it wow. and she needed this job so badly. She couldn't turn it down mm. and it was really horrible. It was just violent and awful. And I thought that's, that's a shame that that was her very first call mm-hmm. to introduce her into the world. Cause even as a veteran, I wouldn't do a call like that. Mm. And for this to be somebody's first taste, it's really going to leave a bad taste. Right. So there's there's some twisted individuals out there, and I think mm. they reach out to girls like us mm-hmm. because I think, honestly, a lot of them would be too ashamed to go face-to-face yeah. to a psychiatrist. Yeah. And that, Even though I'm sure psychiatrists have heard everything. Right, right. Some it, of the stuff is really disturbing. Wow. And, do and you, it's safer to talk to somebody on the phone. And do you ever, like, do you have the option to report, or did you ever... Were you ever in a situation where you have to report someone or? Well, it depends on the company. Some companies that have strict rules, Mm -hmm. they, they would not encourage you, but you can certainly report a caller Mm -hmm. if you're worried. Mm -hmm. Um, Other companies, it's like, well, just either hang up or, you know, tell them to call somebody else because it usually is just fantasy as dark as it is. Right. But if somebody says, well, I heard this kid screaming in the background, I'm afraid he really might be doing something. Well, yeah, you report you, that to the company and let them take it from there. You've done your part in reporting, right. you know, this caller. Mm-hmm. There's maybe something questionable going on in the background. Right. You would report that. Yeah. And I'm assuming they report it to the to law enforcement. 
Some of them have. I know of one company where that's been the case. Mm-hmm. Smaller companies, I don't know how they deal with that because it's honestly pretty rare that something would be right. that serious. Exactly. Yeah, it's most that, in most uh, cases that you're really concerned. Yeah. So, like, w- with all the darkness and how disgusting we humans can be, um, <laughs> and weird, yeah. uh, I'm sure you, sometimes that it cross, crosses your mind that it's a type of therapy. Like, someone, if they even have a chance of doing something bad to someone else, if they have that outlet like to be weird and to let it out and to talk about their dark fantasies, they won't actually... Mm-hmm you know, bring it to life and do it and take action on it. Do you think that's the case? Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. I do. This is definitely the case that, um, that has definitely been the case with a lot of girls, Mm -hmm. especially with the topic of underage calls. Mm -hmm. Now there's, there's only really one company that that's against the rules, Mm -hmm. but, uh, all the other companies are pretty much, you can talk about whatever you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Some women will not do calls like that because they are worried that it's going to fire them up Mm -hmm. to actually do something. Mm -hmm. Myself and a lot of other women are on the opposite camp where, okay, he's having this age inappropriate fantasy, but if he's talking to us, he's not going to go out and do it. It's like we're quelling the desire by allowing him to work through this in his mind, talk about it with another person Mm -hmm. and that's going to satiate their need rather than actually go out and doing it. Mm -hmm. So there are two camps of thought Mm -hmm. on a topic like that. And I'm sure both are right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So some people, it may be firing up to to actually do something in real life. Mm -hmm. I like to think that if they can talk about it, act it out in their mind, Mm -hmm. let it out. Then they're not really going to do anything. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, you've been doing it for a long time. Uh, lots mm-hmm. of weirdos. So here's <laughs> my biggest thing that I'm curious, very curious about. Uh, I'm sure you've noticed a big change once the whole webcamming thing started with technology. Wasn't there like a huge drop for the whole phone sex industry? Well, there was certainly still webcam girls when I started mm-hmm. in 2008. Mm. But um, one thing a lot of guys that have asked that question mm-hmm. clients will ask that let's say well doesn't everybody just want to watch a girl on webcam masturbate and all this right. rather than call and i'm like <laughs> mm-hmm. if you knew the topics of some of these calls watching a woman masturbate is the last thing on their mind wow. if a guy's calling for small penis humiliation mm-hmm. he doesn't want to watch some woman masturbate he wants to be laughed at belittled ridiculed mm-hmm. he doesn't want to watch some woman getting off like mm. that uh there's, uh, you know, guys that are into more vanilla type of calls that is the, of interest to them. The GFE, the girlfriend experience. Pardon? The girlfriend experience type of thing. Yes. I wish I got more calls like that because that's one of my favorite types of calls. Right. Those could be. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. They're very affectionate, lovey-dovey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy wants you to be like his virtual girlfriend. I like that. Some mm-hmm. girls don't like those. They find them emotionally draining. Mm-hmm. But guys that are more into fetishes, they're they're really not looking to watch some woman on cam because that's 
not what they want, especially a guy that is into sissification or feminization. Mm -hmm. They might want you to watch them on cam dressed up in their finery, Mm -hmm. but they have no interest in watching some woman masturbate Mm -hmm. when they want to suck dick themselves. That's that is not their goal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, oh, I never thought of that. Mm Or if a guy wants to talk about foot fetish, well, he might want to watch your feet, mm-hmm. but he's not interested in watching a stick of vibe in your pussy. Yeah. So people aren't really thinking of those fetishes when they're thinking, well, doesn't all guys want to, you know, watch some woman masturbate on cam? Mm-hmm. So it Certainly sounds like like you guys are the front line for weirdos, and then <laughs> the, well, the normal guys who just want to jerk off <laughs> and see a girl masturbate, they go to webcams. <laughs> I mean, a lot of phone sites already have like a webcam section on them, mm-hmm. so the guys don't even need to go to a different site. Mm-hmm. They can just go to a different category on the same site. Right. So... They're going to have what they want. It's not difficult to find cam girls, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's surprising how many people think phone sex is dead. I've I've had so many guys I've chatted with online, you know, on my own time. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, you still do that? There's, there's actually still a demand for phone sex I, I in have, today's world? I have to admit, Sharon, yeah. when we first started talking, that's that was my first reaction. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> still exists it does and all the clients are not over 65 either (laughs) there's definitely uh people of all ages i get Mm. the occasional college boy that's 18 19 Mm. uh most of the ones that have got more disposable income are over 35 of course right so that's the majority of the clients but you definitely get ones Mm -hmm. of all ages from 18 the oldest one i talked to once was 94 Mm. yeah I'm I'm old enough to uh, remember when that was the only like besides uh, like pornography in theaters, uh, mm-hmm. phone sex. Uh, um, a quick story when I was 16. I don't know if you remember. It was like nine seven six back back in the day. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so I did like a thousand dollar bill to my mom, like uh, for nine seven six. Oh. Until <laughs> they realize it was that expensive. <laughs> oh no. But. They were a lot more expensive than some of them were like five ninety nine a minute or something. Mm-hmm. And you get guys now complaining about a dollar ninety nine a minute. Right, it's like, yeah. you know, 25, 30 years ago, it was six dollars mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah, you're you're yeah, getting a bargain yeah. now, buddy. Exactly. It was like that. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. So but overall, you're saying like, um, I don't want to get into like your personal financial uh, thing here, but is you're. You, do you think it's fair, like what you what you make compared to what the company takes? Well, that varies greatly by the company. I <laughs> I have been with companies that took oh, let's see, seventy percent. Yeah, I'm with some that take fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Some take thirty percent. It really depends which one you're with. Most girls are with multiple companies. I'm with multiple companies and I have my own line. Mm -hmm. Obviously I would prefer somebody find me on my own line because I have my own merchant account and I'm going to make the most amount of money if somebody calls my own line. So it's like if a guy's paying $2 a minute Mm -hmm. and he calls my own line, I'm going to get a dollar 85 of that. If he calls me at one company, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get $1 of that. Mm -hmm. If he calls me at a different company, 
I might get 80 cents of that. So mm-hmm. it really varies. Mm-hmm. Every company has a different split, what they're going to share with the girls, but there are definitely some that are taking more than the lion's share of the money. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, uh, up to 50, I can even understand, but beyond 50 to me seems not really fair. Right. The reason I asked that, because I know like with the webcam industry, I think they take like 80%, the company. It's pretty high. It's a lot I higher. Say, they make pennies on the yes. dollar. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It, and guys just think, oh, well, I'm paying this per minute. Mm-hmm. You know, these girls must be raking in the money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they take a bigger cut on yeah. those campsites. I know they do. Yeah. <clears throat> a huge cut. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is a fortune. It is. So yeah. the guys really aren't thinking, you know, the girl's only getting maybe 25, 30% of this. Mm-hmm. And then out of her little share, she's got to pay her taxes out of that. Yeah. And I mean, one thing that enrages me that's come up in the last year are all these idiots online that are against the adult workers. What is this thought business? I don't mm-hmm. know, even know what the hell it is where they think these women are not paying taxes. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. How, how do they think this works? I mean, if you work with a company, that company is depositing into your bank account mm-hmm. either once a week, bi-weekly, or once a month. Still got to pay There Uncle is no Sam. way to hide that money. Yeah. There's no way. You have to report it if you don't. Right. They're going to find out eventually. Exactly. It's not like the company's mailing you an envelope of cash. Mm-hmm. It's uh, These guys are not thinking things through. I don't know how they mm-hmm. think these things are working, but. My God, we sure have to pay our taxes. There's no way to hide mm-hmm. deposits into your bank account. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, men, we're monkeys with a hard on. They don't think about those things. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on a true. webcam yes. or on the phone, dick yeah. is hard. Who's yeah. thinking about taxes? And <laughs> Yeah, I know. But you know that movement in the last year, these guys trying to out these girls on social media saying, well, these people don't pay their taxes. I'm going to report them and, <laughs> and all of this stuff. I just thought this is the most ridiculous mm-hmm. thing that I've seen. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. So next question that I'm, I, I probably know the answer, but I'm sure a lot of people are curious or maybe it's just me. The Let me put my creep hat on for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever, uh, enjoy it sexual not it like overall but a call here and there do you ever like masturbate no. like for real with the no, no it's, all, it's always like uh, no it yeah. it pretty much deadens you inside mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> guys don't want to hear that they really don't i know right? i'm yeah. like it's honestly as exciting as talking about the weather mm-hmm. that's that's reality mm-hmm. guys do not want to hear that mm-hmm. but think of the desensitization when you're just talking about this stuff day in day out i'd rather talk about the weather right i can talk great i know what i'm doing yeah but i'm not getting aroused and some of the guys unfortunately are under the impression now i'm not i can't speak for all women i i know the majority are probably Mm -hmm. in my camp on this area Mm -hmm. but i cannot speak for all so there's definitely maybe some ladies that are doing things Mm -hmm. that are naughty on their side of the phone as well Mm But I say realistically, yeah. do you think that these women are masturbating with dozens of men a day on the phone right. and having orgasms with every phone call? Mm-hmm. 
really? Of course not. You know, they'd all be wearing wrist braces. They'd be, <laughs> you know, having uh, broken <laughs> fingers. <you know? laughs> Their toys would be smoking. Right, Their pussies yeah. would be numb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just not even realistic right. when you're thinking this. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm honest to a fault when they say, well, I get off by hearing you get off. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you better try somebody else because that's not going to be happening. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy to talk you through your orgasm. Right. So you're open about it that you're not? I am. Oh. I am. And it does cost me business, but oh. I always prefer to be honest that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if a guy, some of them know and they'll say, well, can I just hear you moan? I'm like, sure, I can do that. Yeah. I can make all kinds of sexy sounds if mm-hmm. that's what you want. Yeah. And some of them do. They just want the sound, even though they know it's not genuine. Yeah. I'm happy to moan for you. That's mm-hmm. fine. If yeah. that's what you want pay for, mm-hmm. I'm happy to tell you that some of them want you to say I love you to them. Right. Well, they know I don't really love them. I don't even know who they are. Right. But I look at it like an actress reading her lines. Mm-hmm. And if you want me to tell you I love you and you're willing to pay me $2 a minute, I will be happy to tell you that I love you. Yeah, true. And it's honestly sad that somebody literally has nobody in their life to tell them that. And they're paying a stranger to say that. I find that very sad, honestly. <laughs> So, of course, that is the least I can do for somebody if they are so lonely mm-hmm. and they want to hear that. Of course, I will say yeah. that to them. It's sad. And that's but that's that's why I see the um, anthropology side of, of this type of work that and sex work and webcamming. Um, you know, I really think that it it does you know, help some people out there. Specifically lonely people. Yeah, even if they only feel loved exactly. for the length yeah. of that phone call, yeah. it will make their day a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I have had guys tell me, you've been the best part of my whole day mm-hmm. talking to you. Yeah. I've had a rotten day at work. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife's in bitch mode. Mm-hmm. Talking to you has been the best part of my day. That's awesome. Of course, I feel good hearing somebody say that. Right. Yeah. And do you have like special techniques for making pussy sounds and all that stuff? (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. There was a movie I I saw a long time ago. I remember it was a Spike Lee movie about uh, phone sex operators. Girl number six or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the movie. So, but it's yeah, funny they showed all the remember. techniques they make like pussy sounds and all this stuff with their with their cheeks oh, like shaking God. their cheeks and it's like it, you can mm-hmm. honestly I don't really go to those kind of theatrics because no. I just I just think you know this this is a bit much mm-hmm. the only sound that I make on a regular basis mm-hmm. that I, I actually get a fair number of calls for mm-hmm. is spanking I get a lot of spanking oh, calls okay. and I clap my hands mm-hmm. a lot. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God, I have clapped my hands until my arms hurt. Mm. I really have. <laughs> that is uh, that has been one thing I've done. Here's for an idea years. for an I, app. I have a lot of spanking calls. An idea so for an app for, no for slapping that. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Just press a button, you get the sounds. <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. Oh, I remember at this one company, this operator told me, 
she got a lot of water sports calls. I don't like to do those because mm. I just think it's icky. And she said, I always keep a bottle of water, you know, <laughs> near me and I pour it, you know, into another empty bottle mm. and they think I'm going pee and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and she even did the calls that I never do, the scat calls. Mm -hmm. And she said, I throw grapes in the toilet. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, you're making sounds mm. to, you know, simulate going to the bathroom. Yeah. She was laughing as she was telling me this i thought dear god you're willing to go that extra mile aren't you <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. so there's definitely sound effects that that people can uh mm -hmm. can do if if they're so inclined but but you personally yeah. don't do that i really don't other than the spanking mm -hmm. And oddly enough, I have had several clients that ask me for bell ringing, if you can believe it. So I keep a bell near the phone. I know that is very strange. Bell ringing. Like, what the hell does bell ringing have to do with phone sex? Mm -hmm. But there's some guys that will want to hear a bell. I, I know that sounds so strange. And it sounds before, strange yeah. just to say it. But I've got at least, oh gosh, two or three of them. Mm -hmm that want the sound of a bell and they're like uh, in the middle of the talk, it rang the bell. Hmm. Okay. So I have a bell within arm's reach. I realized that sounds a little odd. Mm -hmm. And there was a while when guys would want to hear a sex toy. And I had a cat toy that made this vibrating sound. So oh. I would hold the cat toy up to the phone. <laughs> Good thing I we didn't hear your cat trying sound. to fight for it. She wants it back. Meow. I know. I will do blowjob sounds. I keep a, a Sharpie fat marker mm -hmm. next to the phone mm -hmm. and I will suck on the marker because blowjob calls. I get a lot of those mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So the sucking sounds is actually mm -hmm. fairly popular. Mm -hmm. So I guess the sucking sounds and the spanking sounds are pretty well the only ones. And the moaning. That I, that I get. And the yeah. bell ringing. Yeah, I don't get that too often mm -hmm. but there's um definitely mm -hmm. a few guys that want the bell ringing mm -hmm. what would you say the majority of the calls are like talking cuckold is very popular i get a lot of cuckold calls mm -hmm. it's uh that surprised me when i got in the business because i thought a guy would be jealous seeing his woman with another guy but apparently not yeah uh there's there's a lot of cuckold calls. That's one of the most popular topics. Yeah, foot fetish. I get a fair bit of foot fetish. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can't, there's no visual, there's nothing visually on this. So, like, if it's cuckold or foot fetish, it's it's you telling a story? How does that work? Yes, you're painting pictures with your words, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. The occasional guy will be watching porn in the background. I can hear it because mm -hmm. I'll say, are you watching porn? They're mm -hmm. like, yeah. Can mm -hmm. you hear it? I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of them will even send me the link and they want me to watch the same video at the same time, mm -hmm. which I will do. Yeah. There's not too many that ask for that, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe a couple times a month, somebody will say, if I send you a link, can we watch it together? Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I get the occasional one that wants me to watch them on cam. I, I really only watch ones that call my own line mm -hmm. for that because I, I don't like doing that. I'm not a fan of that. Mm -hmm. So I have to be making, you know, the top amount of money for me to agree to do that. Right. Yeah. So if they call my own line and I'm getting a dollar eighty five of the two dollars, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll watch you. <laughs> right. Yep. So besides the money, what would you say? Like, do you, do you get any gratification from like why why did you pick that that line of work? I wanted to work from home and this was the best option. Mm -hmm. That was my number one 
thing that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So if you have never worked a day in your life, you don't have a college degree, Mm -hmm. you've no experience whatsoever, Mm -hmm. your options are kind of limited. Right. And you want to work from home. So your options are extra limited. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly, phone sex saved my life. I, I can say that. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but it really is true. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, I had never worked. I had only ever looked after my grandmother from the time I finished high school. Mm-hmm. And after she passed away and I didn't have anybody to look after me anymore, I had to all of a sudden be able to support myself. Mm-hmm. And that was not an easy feat by any means mm-hmm. when when you've never worked or have any experience or anything. Mm-hmm. So my mom's boyfriend at the time actually suggested this to me. He'd seen a documentary on TV that women could do this from home and I should check it out. And so I did. I'd only had a computer for six months at this point. Mm -hmm. And I looked and within two days of looking, I found my first company. And then a few months after that, I joined my second company. And that's when things really started to turn around Mm -hmm. within a few months after that. And within less than a year, I was able to support myself. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing because I was not left a lot of money and the money was almost gone. So it's it's a good thing that it came in when it did into my life mm-hmm. and I've been able to support myself. Mm-hmm. There's some women that certainly do a lot better than me. Um, I, I'm kind of a lazy person. I, I don't like marketing. I'm not good at marketing. So I'm always kind of like, well, the calls that come, they come. Mm-hmm. I'm not really one to go out and fish for calls because i'm just not good at promoting myself Mm. unfortunately so there's some women that are really great at that social media stuff and they get clients through that all the time Mm -hmm. but i just don't have that skill Mm. and i i don't find it interesting enough to try and acquire the skill so i wouldn't do as well as some of them financially because they're really out hustling yeah and now you, I wonder, the calls just come. You mentioned that you work for a few companies. Now all these companies, mm-hmm. it's like agencies. They all uh, funnel the callers to one line. That, that you have that one line that you're working from. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. They all forward to my phone. So mm-hmm. when you log into their websites, you just put in the phone number that you want the calls forwarded to, mm-hmm. and you've got your little profile pages with your little write up and everything, mm-hmm. and then the guys will pick you. And, and then the calls come, but it can be hours between calls, even being logged into, I'm with about six companies right now, mm-hmm. plus my own line. Um, it can still be hours, even being logged into that many. Mm-hmm. Some days are busier than others. I always, even on a bad month, I still make enough to support myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think availability is really the key. You really do have to be available right. pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do anyway. If some woman's able to log in for six hours and be able to support herself, mm-hmm. good for her. Right. I can't do that. I I pretty well have to be available all the time. So yeah, they wake me up, but that's my choice to leave it on. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. another question for you: Do, do you uh, spend time on uh, improving on thinking of techniques of or? Like maybe you're learning it over time when you the more clients that you have, but do you feel that there are things that you want to add to improve, or is it just like you you go along with whatever the the caller is asking for? 
I pretty well try and roll with the calls as they come in. Uh, it's really hard to study anything. This, this is why I find it comical when some guys are under some illusion that there's these mythical scripts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how the hell can you have a scripted call? Mm-hmm. You can't. Mm-hmm. You don't know what is going to be happening when you pick up that phone, what the guy's going to be asking for. I can't even imagine trying to follow some script. I don't know who would even write such things. I I can't even begin to imagine what kind of a call could be scripted when the guy is talking, you know, is there talking as he's talking and and you're supposed to be answering him from a script. That's ridiculous. Is there such a thing like, like women that have to, I don't even know. I don't know where you would get them or who would write them or where you would buy them. I have no idea. I don't see how you really could, unless it was maybe something as basic as a blow job description that, or a hand job description, mm-hmm. but yeah. guys are still going to have their individual wants, exactly. even with those topics. Yeah. I didn't even know that such a thing existed of scripting. Like, I don't even like, know that they do, yeah. but yeah. a lot of guys seem to be under this impression. And I oh. laughed once when I saw a feedback that I got and it said, it's, it sounds like she was reading a script. Mm. And I laughed and <laughs> I thought, well, first of all, I can guarantee you, with my life that there is no script Mm -hmm. but when so many guys will call you for the exact same thing well give me a blowjob description Mm -hmm. you go through your same little routine i I bet i've described that scene tens of thousands of times Mm -hmm. over the last 11 years i pretty well have it down pat Mm -hmm. so i can understand if you're sort of saying it in a speech like manner, right? they might think this is scripted. It's because you have described the same thing yeah. countless times to countless men. That's what I was going to say. Maybe they just come across as robotic and very, you know. Yeah. I can understand that they would think that, but yeah. when you've said the same thing, mm-hmm. of course it's going to yeah. have that exactly. tone to it. Man, that sounds like hard work to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, Most of them you can pretty well do on autopilot. Yeah. There's some clients that are extremely demanding Mm -hmm. that you have to give them 100% Mm. of your attention. Mm. They really are demanding. Mm. But um, most of them are fairly easygoing. They just want to lay back and relax, close their eyes, and have somebody talk to them while they stroke their cock. Mm -hmm. It's uh, pretty basic. Yeah. But there's some that will send you lines that they want you to read that they have written themselves. Robot calls are extremely demanding. That's another whole weird fetish in and of itself. They want you to talk in a robot voice. voice. And there are definitely guys that are into that. It is not common. I don't get Mm. more than one, maybe maybe every six to eight weeks I'll get one. Mm. So I don't get them that often, but they are out there, believe me. And they are in the demanding category, believe Mm. me. They want things word for word. You have to check that you make sure you sound robotic. It's, um, they're kind of fun calls because they're different. And they're usually not even that sexual. Mm. These guys are really into science fiction and all of this kind of stuff. So... Now, when you have a, when you have a demanding caller, do you charge more? Is there a way for them to 
pay like the no. tip or no? No, no, I really don't mm. because they're in such a small minority. I'd say probably less than five percent of callers of mine anyway. Mm. I would put in the demanding category, mm. but for some that are, you just really have to pay very close attention mm -hmm. to everything that you're saying, how you're saying it, because they're just very demanding and, mm. and they know what they want. Mm. And if you don't give them what they want, they're not going to call back. Right. And the, the name of the game is repeat clientele. So you want to make everybody as happy as possible. Mm -hmm. So they keep coming back Yeah. because your regulars are your bread and butter. Right. Now, so I would say over three quarters of my callers are regulars regular. for sure. Okay. And when you have new callers, I'm, I'm assuming you guys talk about like, what do you want to talk about? Like, how do you find out the, the, mm -hmm. the topic that crosses the line for you that you're like, sorry, I don't do that? I always ask them if it's at a company call where they're just paying by the minute and they tell me what they want. I say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. So they're only out the price of one minute. But if they call at a company where I have to take down their credit card information, a direct dial company where they've called in like an 800 number mm -hmm. before I run the charge. I always ask them what topic they want to discuss. Cause it's a lot easier to ask than to have to reverse the charge right. and everything. So I say, what topic is it that you were looking for? Mm -hmm. And they'll tell me and 99% of the time it's fine. Mm -hmm. But if it's something I'm not willing to talk about, I'll say, I think you're really going to have to try another girl. I'm not comfortable mm. with that topic. Yeah. And and that's the end of it before you've even run any charge or anything. And did you have guys that kind of like are, I don't know if the stubborn is the right word, maybe being a jerk, they're saying, okay, we won't talk about it and trying to manipulate you into talking about something that you didn't want to? Oh, yeah. Happen? They always will try. Mm. Even when you think you can redirect them. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, look, I've already told you once mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable with this. Either we change the topic or I'm ending the call. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You have to be assertive at some point, of course. Yeah. There's plenty of girls that are willing to service guys of extreme fantasies. They don't need to get that from me. They mm -hmm. can get it from somebody else. Yeah. It's not like they're not going to get it at all. They're just not going to get it from me. Mm -hmm. So there's really, I, I don't see the problem if they're out one minute that they've paid for when they're they telling me that this else. is what they want and I'm not going to do it. So yeah. they'll just yeah. have to try somebody else. Yeah. But it really is better to inform people ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And some guys will send these emails before a call saying, you know, this is what I want to talk about. Is this okay? Mm -hmm. And that's always very thoughtful of them to do that because that way they're not wasting their money spending on one minute to ask you in person right. they're sending you the email to let you know this is what they're interested in and there's and lots of times they do that when they know they are extreme mm -hmm. which i appreciate because they know that a lot of people are probably not going to be right. okay with this right. and i always say i really appreciate you asking i'm mm -hmm. not comfortable with mm -hmm. that you're going to have to look for somebody else yeah. but it is very thoughtful when they do that because they know Mm -hmm. They know the topic is a bit objectionable. Yeah, I see. Now, Sharon, did this whole business, did it fuck up your view on men? <laughs> well, I can't say that it didn't. I mm. honestly didn't have the best view of men before I got okay. in this business. <laughs> and this has only sort of made it go south even further, I must say. Because um, I, I tell my mom all the time, you know, the, these people are just perverts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and she thinks they're even worse than I do, even though she doesn't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> and 
when these are the only types that you talk to, you think this really has to be representative of 100% of all of men. Right. And she says, well, I think it's really only the more perverted segments of society that are calling you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So honestly, I don't really know which one of us is right there. Mm-hmm. It could be that all men are like this behind closed doors and yep. you just don't know. Right. Or it really could be only the more degenerate people are the ones that are calling. Mm-hmm. You honestly don't know. Some of the guys are just lonely and horny. Mm-hmm. They never ask for anything weird. They seem normal. They mm-hmm. just are lacking a partner mm-hmm. or else they're married and they don't get any sex, Right. but they don't seem perverted. They're just lonely and horny. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said, you get the ones that are really twisted mm-hmm. and, and need honestly professional mental health and they're calling. So you really wonder when you, or walking down the street, walking in the aisles of Walmart, you know, mm-hmm. you're looking at some guy passing you thinking, I wonder what his kink is. Right. You know, you probably don't want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't yeah, want to know. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Did you ever tell anyone that they need to see some seek some help? There's really only been a couple over the years. And there was one man that was a very good client of mine for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I would put him in the category of one of the most disturbed people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a couple of clients of mine over the years I would put in the category of very disturbed, literally needing professional help. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking, if one day I see an article on Yahoo with his name in it that he's been arrested, mm-hmm. it will not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um Ones that are that extreme, it really would not surprise me to see their name in some shakedown they've gotten involved in. I don't know. There's some people that really need help. Mm. And sadly, the ones that really need the help the most don't think they do. Right. Yeah. That's Or they'd be getting it, wouldn't they? They'd be getting it if they thought they needed it. Exactly. And some of the things that people have told me, I just think, dear God please don't ever act on these fantasies. As I said to the one, mm. no orgasm is worth going to jail for. Right. And I said, if you only ever remember me for one thing, remember that one sentence mm-hmm. that no orgasm is worth going to jail for. Mm-hmm. And you just think they're, they're just out of their minds with horniness mm-hmm. and, I can't control what other people do. They're going to do it whether they talk to me or they don't. Right. Exactly. But there's a few people that I genuinely have been concerned about what they may have done in the past, but they haven't exposed everything to me or what they may do in the future. Mm -hmm. And I think, why are you not getting some help? I don't know. For some people, I think there's no help for them. I don't think counseling it's not a magic wand exactly you you can't change something from you know bad to good right with a few sessions of talking Mm -hmm. yeah so some people i think are beyond help Mm -hmm. but um i don't know hopefully as they get older maybe they'll have more perspective Mm -hmm. on what's right and wrong i don't know there's there's really only been a couple that really have worried me Mm. with the things that they've told me But uh, can you give us a verbal like a pie chart of uh, how many are just vanilla, how many are kinky, how many are crazy? <laughs> My little pie Sorry. chart of the. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. 
I'd say the ones that I think are really seriously disturbed are in a fairly small percentile, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But that also varies by company. I remember being absolutely horrified that this girl told me about uh, this friend of hers that also was an operator and she was at this company. I won't name the company, mm-hmm. but they're still around and they, they're known to pay honestly. So as long as a company is honest when it comes to pay, mm-hmm. there's only so many knocks you can give them, right? Because at least they pay. Right. But they are known to cater to the absolute worst of the worst. What does and that have to do with companies? Friend, I can't name the company. I no, can't. no. What does it have to do with like certain companies like focus on certain fetishes? Like, oh yes, yes. Certain companies company? will cater to the absolute oh. most degenerate, perverted scumbags that mm. are in existence. Other companies are t- as pretty vanilla PG thirteen phone sex is mm. what I call them. Other ones are you know middle of the road. Some of them are you can talk about anything. But she said this friend of hers only worked at this place for three weeks before she left, and she needed psychological counseling after she left. They had disturbed her that much. Mm. And that company, you had to take all calls. There's some companies. I could never belong to a company like that. I remember there was a couple places that I declined Mm -hmm. when they said you are not allowed to decline calls no matter what the topic is. Mm. So it's like if some if some guy calls in and says, well, I want to talk about raping and murdering a toddler, you're expected to go along with it. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. Absolutely. And there are definitely some companies that are like that. Mm. And I mean, like I said, I've personally never had anybody ask mm. about necrophilia or anything, but I can think of one girl's profile page I saw at one of these places that was advertising that. Mm. And I think, my God, how the hell many people are out there that are interested in that? I hope I never find out. So there's definitely, I mean, a girl that would work at a company like that would put a lot bigger percentile in the degenerate category than I would. Mm -hmm. So the vanilla ones, I'd say for me, probably 40% Mm -hmm. don't ask for anything too strange. Mm -hmm. It, it really goes by the topic that they're interested in. Some guys, like I said, they're only interested in foot fetish. Mm-hmm. Some guys are only interested in cuckold. Mm-hmm. Others are pretty well orally fixated, and they only ever want to talk about a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Some guys are really into uh, big black cock themselves. They, they want to mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. They want to talk about going to glory holes and whatnot. So a guy that wants to go to a glory hole, do you think he wants to watch some lady on cam masturbating? No. Right. So they, they all have their little kinks. Mm-hmm. But most of the ones I talk to, I would say are fairly normal. I'm not really afraid of any of them. Mm-hmm. There's only really ever been a couple that I definitely would really be crossing the street if yeah. I ever knew they were near me. <laughs> oh goodness yeah all right so sharon tell us a little bit more you said you do like erotic voice and uh did you mention something about audio and do you do audiobooks is that one oh uh, there was only one that i did it was a self-help book by this man that found me he had it on amazon for a while Mm -hmm. i don't know where he's gone to he had done a couple of these self-help books honestly it was just a bunch of cliches it was pretty weird Mm -hmm. but he paid so I'm not really concerned. If somebody sends me a voiceover job, Mm -hmm. I'll pretty well do it. There's, there's really not that much that I will decline Mm -hmm. in the way of voiceover. I'd say the most boring thing I ever did 
was these English as a second language audios. And this teacher commissioned, Mm. oh God, there had to be at least a dozen of these darn things. Mm. And they were by far the most boring, boring, boring (laughs) things I ever did. And I thought, who the hell would ever listen to this Mm. tripe? I can't imagine. (laughs) But I do. There's a couple of companies that contact me. Sometimes they'll contact me five times a month, other times maybe once every six weeks. And they'll say, well, I've got a real estate company that wants a voice greeting. I've got a bank or something. So I'm just like press one for accounting, Mm -hmm. press two for human resources, this kind of thing. Or a roofing company. There was a roofing one that I did. There was a a nail salon. There was a candy store. Mm -hmm. There was a party planning place. I've actually done a couple of party planning places. Mm -hmm where you say, you know, our, our hours are Monday to Friday, you know, all right, this just yeah. basic stuff that you're going to hear when you call after hours mm-hmm. or for a menu to press whatever. Yeah. So I do get those kind of jobs, mm-hmm. um, just all kinds of stuff. Most of the stuff is erotic stories that guys will submit to me. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite. I really enjoy producing those mm-hmm. because when you've spent your time a few hours making one of these and editing it, you really feel like you've produced something and it's going to be listened to multiple times. They're really going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Once a call is over, it's over. Yeah. But once you have an audio, you've put the work into it and Mm -hmm. it's like a finished product. Right. And uh, you, even though they're, they're more work than calls, I really prefer the audios. I really wish I got a lot more of them. Mm. So I don't know whether there's just not lots of guys out there that know about these things or that are writing these things. You'd be surprised how many guys are writing stories of their fantasies Mm. and they just want somebody to narrate it for them and they listen to them Mm. while they jerk off. So just like private kind of thing, like Mm -hmm. a private recording for Just for their own private use, yeah. Yeah. There's one guy that was a truck driver and he said he used to listen to them when he was driving down Mm. the highway (laughs) and he'd listen to these stories I'd be doing. (laughs) And some of them will listen to them when they're at home. And and I've asked some of these guys, well, how often do you listen to these things? Mm -hmm. Oh, a couple of times a week. I'm like, wow, you're getting your money's worth, aren't you? So they're listening to these things. They're compiling their own personal library Mm -hmm. of these little audio stories. And some of them are only 20 minute little quickies. The longest I ever did, I think, was about three and a half hours. Mm. Most of them are 20 to 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's the average length. Mm. And guys will send me these scripts. And when I give them an estimate of the cost, I say, well, I go by the word count. And if it's 100 printed words, that's about one minute spoken. Mm. 100 to 110 words is approximately one spoken minute. Mm -hmm. So that will let them know and I can give them the cost. So they enjoy these things. And and a couple times they'll maybe have a computer failure and they'll say, oh, do you have a copy of this? I lost mm. my copy when my hard drive died. Can you send it? And then I not only resend the audio, I give them a link to Carbonite <laughs> to get their files backed up. It's like a girl in this business is really foolish if she doesn't have a file backup service. Right. Yeah, my computer guy sold me on that years and years ago, and, mm-hmm. and I've thanked him so many times since because, mm-hmm. you know, for $5 a month, you've got peace of mind uh, mm-hmm. to have all your everything backed up. Right. 
Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. that happens. Mm. I tell people, even ones have even come back five years. Really? If I've written them a blog or an audio, and I will have the copy of it mm. because I've got, you know, got my little carbonite backup mm. service. So I, I tell, I have that, I think, right on my site, actually, that if you ever lose a file that I did for you, just contact me and, and I'll be able to resend it. And you save them all. Yeah. That's awesome. I do. Yes. I have such a backup. Yeah. My computer guy said of all his guys, I've got the most files. I've mm. got nearly 300,000 files. Wow. Isn't that impressive? That is impressive. <laughs> all my blogs, pictures, yeah. audios, all these things that I've got. I've got uh, nearly 300,000. He said most of his clients don't even have a third that many. Yeah. So I was laughing, saying, mm. I've got more files mm. than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, that also, also shows that you have great service. Like if you're providing some audio recording for someone, it's saved. If you ever lose it, it's like, I have it. It's saved for life. Well, I put work into it. I uh -huh. don't want to just delete it after it's been delivered. Right, but I most mean, people usually like if it's two years old, three years old, they, they get rid of it. Oh, but, and heavens, you're no, yeah. not me. Good for you. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, I keep all everything in my inbox, too. I've oh. got almost 35,000 emails in this wow. inbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I prefer to keep things because you never know when you might need them. Right. Yeah, that is true. Mm -hmm. So Sharon, you have an amazing voice. You're so articulate. Would you, oh, did you ever you. think of like, you know, I know like just like enacting their, their agencies for, for voiceover actors. I'm sure, I don't know. Did you ever look into it? Did, did no, because you can't do that really from home. You have to go out to the studios and agencies and mm. all of this stuff. I'm sure in Toronto, there's probably some kind of, uh, you know, agency to do that. And I go to Toronto several times a year. Mm. But um, the main reason I got into all of this was so I could work from home and I don't have to go out and about. Yeah, but I know there are many agencies that do that. Like uh, they advertise like recordings and voiceovers for audiobooks or whatnot from work from home. Mm -hmm. I ran to that a couple of times. I remember just like, you Audible said, like won't even take people from Canada for some reason. They only take oh, really? people from the U S and the UK. Mm. Nobody likes us Canadians. I tell you, uh, it probably has to do with uh, work permits and all that stuff. Bureaucracy. Well, maybe. you don't need work permits to work from home for whatever reason. They just don't. Um, I don't know. Everybody sort of excludes Canada from everything. Really? Yeah. Uh, no, I know many companies, for example, in the U.S., like even though you can work online, but if you're not a U.S. citizen, you can't work anywhere outside the U.S. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some that's are definitely So like maybe that, that's yeah. the same thing with, uh, with uh, Canada. And yet and they US. take people from the U.K. Oh, really? Hmm. Yep. Discrimination. It is. <laughs> we Canadians are second-class citizens. Cool. No, it's not cool. Uh very good. All right, Sharon, anything else you want to add? You want to tell us something that I forgot to ask maybe? I share? can't think of anything. Uh -huh. If there's anything else you wanted to ask, you can feel free to ask. Yeah, I think I've asked everything. You're also okay. a great storyteller. Well, thank you. <laughs> this was a great discussion. It's very interesting. And like I told you the first time when I contacted you, I was like, do people still do that? People actually call for sex like they do. i didn't 
So it was, uh, yeah, it was refreshing and lightening to hear those. Well, I wish there was more guys into it. But like I said, I don't Mm -hmm. think a lot of guys know that it's still around, that Mm -hmm. it's still a thing. And I like the very rare ones that just call to talk. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation last week for two Mm -hmm. and a half hours with this guy that was just calling to talk. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. We covered every topic that we were both passionate about from politics to live theater. Mm -hmm. And there was not really any talk of sex Uh in it. And I would love to get more calls like that, but most people are not calling for that. The majority are calling for five or 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, little jerk off session. That's what it's about. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. So when you do get the ones that are outside of that parameter, Mm -hmm. it really makes you appreciate those calls that um, that are like that. And I can imagine it's, it's actually enjoyable. Like, to do a two-hour oh, yes. chatting yes. with someone. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. And do you have regulars like that that you just call to talk? Almost the oh, regulars. I are... used to. There was one guy that used to call. God, I miss the money I used to yeah. make on his calls. <laughs> he would call usually about every three weeks for five hours. Wow. And I always knew I was going to make some good money <laughs> on a night that he'd call. Mm-hmm. But um, he's sort of drifted away. I don't know if he's just calling somebody else or mm-hmm. what happened to him. Maybe he finally did kill himself as he was always threatening to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So some of these people will tell you stuff, you know, you have no idea what's going on. Some of them are just in a very dark place. Mm. They really are. Some are suicidal. Mm. There was one man that said that I saved his life because he wanted to drive off a bridge. Wow. And I said, well, who's going to look after your cats? Mm. And he said, well, my mom would take them. Mm. And it was just a depressing conversation. And people would never in a million years think that you're, acting as some kind of stay alive coach for somebody that's calling, you know, at three o'clock in the morning and you're trying to talk them down from killing themselves. Now, granted, that's very rare that something like that would ever happen, Mm -hmm. but it has. There was one man that called several times that was on the edge Mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. And I even said to my mom, you know, if I ever heard a gun go off, I would be really upset Mm. because this guy was always saying how he was going to end it all and everything else. And he'd be crying. And these kind of calls are very emotionally draining. I was going to say it's, uh, it sounds like it could be draining and stressful too. It is. It is. They're rare though. I don't get that, that many, Mm -hmm. maybe a couple a year that are like that. Very Mm. rare. Yeah. And him, I was really worried about that he really was going to kill himself and Mm. from the description of his life honestly i can understand why Why? because he had a a very bad life but i i thought and there there was a girl once i heard in the forums that somebody had been on the phone with her and he shot himself really and i thought that's honestly a really awful thing for a caller to do to some woman i mean if somebody's so desperate that they're about to kill themselves and blow their brains out they're obviously not thinking of the person on the other end of the phone that's going to be right. left with that. Mm-hmm. It would be extremely upsetting. Absolutely. Very yeah. rare, but for the people that it does happen to, mm-hmm. it would be something you would never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was concerned about that one man, mm. but he didn't, maybe he did do himself in. He hasn't called back in a long time, mm. but he was always threatening. There, there was a couple of them that would threaten to, mm. 
off themselves that way. And it, uh, it, it can be upsetting and draining. I try and give them the best, most sound advice that I can Mm -hmm. recommend that they do contact a professional. Mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor. I may give good advice, but I'm not a medical professional, nor do I claim to be. So I tell them if you really, really need help, please get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing to vent to somebody like me to talk, but I can't offer you what a psychiatrist can. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know many girls in your line of work, if you know at all, if they, uh, you know, go through therapy or whatnot because of this uh, type of work, or it's not that stressful that it... I don't think it's that stressful. There was only that one case of that one lady that was at that bad company. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about just suicide. Just like talking about to weirdos, creeps, uh, depressed people, you know, like... That's why there's a high turnover. There's a lot of people can't deal with it. Mm -hmm. They they just cannot deal with the weirdness. Mm -hmm. I've always had sort of... There was a quote years ago that I heard Johnny Depp say, and I thought it was hilarious because it fit me too. He said he was always a magnet for weirdness. Mm. And I thought, my God, that's perfect. (laughs) It fits me too. I've always been a magnet for Mm. weirdness myself. (laughs) So this job just fits in perfect. It's a magnet (laughs) for weirdness. It does. It really fits in because it's it's a weird job. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that do it, I would classify as weird. God mm-hmm. knows some of the callers are weird. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of odd, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of odd. So it it sort of fits perfectly into my bizarre little life. Yeah. Well, but, I uh, think I think yeah. that's, that's that's amazing, and it makes you an amazing human being because I think you are. I don't know if you're aware of it, but you are contributing to to the community of the human race. And this I'm is doing what... God's work, is what I tell people. <laughs> I don't think the majority of society would probably look at it that way. I do think I am doing a little part, some mm-hmm. small little part, to help somebody's day better. Yeah. I, I really believe that. Yeah. But so many people have so many judgments about this line of work myths that they think are true Mm. it's just crazy because even though these companies are forwarding calls to my house phone it's still a regular house phone and it gets wrong numbers Mm -hmm. and this woman called oh god (laughs) this woman called and she insisted on talking to somebody and i said i'm sorry you've got the wrong number she said no i don't i said yes actually you do (laughs) i can guarantee you Mm. that you have the wrong number why what is this i said this is a phone sex line Uh. silence (laughs) that's disgusting (laughs) oh i hung up Uh. so that's how a lot of people think yeah yeah a lot of people would be horrified there's there's some people that i have told certainly um I don't really hide it because I don't have kids. A lot of women that have kids, of course, they want to hide it because they don't want their kids, friends, moms hearing about it. I've heard of women getting dragged into court because the men in their lives are saying, this woman is an Mm. unfit mother. She's doing all this sex work. Mm -hmm. Just all the horror stories there are are really bad. It's terrible. I don't have anybody that I'm hiding it from. Mm -hmm. My mom knows what I do. I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. I don't have 
I, my mom's my only family. I don't have any large family that are religious or anything like that to mm-hmm. have to worry about hiding it from. So I don't have that fear. So, I mean, my dental hygienist knows, my vet knows, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not somebody that keeps it a secret. Right, you don't have a double have life no because of it. I, there are many leading, leading a double life yeah. because of it. Yeah. And I think, how the hell can you be having this job and, and all these people in your life have no idea what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And they'll make up all these stories. Oh, I'm a consultant. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that a vague yeah. term that covers <laughs> basically everything and nothing yeah. at the same time? So some people do hide. If it, Depending on who I'm meeting, mm-hmm. I won't say because I, I'm a real live theater fan. I go to the theater a lot. Mm-hmm. And there was this old lady that was sitting next to me and she wanted to chat at intermission, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm friendly. Yeah. And she says, oh, well, what is what it do that do? you do, dear? <laughs> well, do you think I'm going to tell some 85-year-old lady <laughs> right. that I've never laid eyes on? Oh, well, I listen to men masturbate yeah. for nickels and dimes on the phone. <laughs> no, I'm not. Right. I said, well, I write for websites. I write content for mm-hmm. websites, which is true. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to tell her that they were adult websites and that I'm writing blogs to get guys fired up for their phone sex Mm. call. (laughs) But uh, I do write for websites. Mm. That is true. So if somebody asks me that I don't think this is probably a person that the real answer is going to fly with, I tell them one of the secondary things. I do writing for websites. Mm. I do voiceover work. Both of those things are true. Mm. But they're just small segments of what i do right but yeah some people you just know telling them is not the right thing to do Uh (laughs) because it's just not going to go well they're not they're going to judge you they're going to treat you like some kind of internet prostitute or something yeah it uh it just depends on who it is i was horrified once Uh oh my god i told somebody that i should not and i didn't know until my mom told me Uh and this man I met him at the hardware store. He works at the hardware store and he did it. He had his own like little contracting thing on the side. Mm-hmm. And so I hired him to do this job in my house. The job that he was doing was actually soundproofing my floor okay. because my mom's bedroom is right underneath mine. Mm-hmm. And I was keeping her awake because she could hear through the floor. Okay. <laughs> so I had to have him soundproof mm-hmm. the bedroom floor. They had to cut up the subfloor. They put in two mm-hmm. layers of sound bat mm-hmm. insulation, the new subfloor on top. Oh, it was a whole day production. <laughs> well, I didn't, I had met this man, but I didn't know that he was a religious man. Oh, oh God. And <laughs> I, I can be kind of sarcastic and smart ass in my remarks. And I said, uh, oh, God. <laughs> I said, well, these are part of the renovations that masturbation paid for. <laughs> I think his jaw about hit the floor mm. and he he uh, didn't really say anything. And then he left. And I mentioned the remark to my mom mm. and she said, oh, my God, you didn't. <laughs> and I said, why? Mm. She said, do you know how religious that man is? Mm. And I said, oh, my God, no. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> and I just. I could barely look him in the eye after I said that. And I thought, (laughs) he doesn't know. He doesn't know. I had no idea that he was, you know, quite involved in his local Mm -hmm. church stuff. And uh, I just was so mortified. And I thought, God, you really have Mm. to watch who you say (laughs) what to? Because I just thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, I guess he was more on the horrified uh, side than the funny side yeah. of what he thought of what I said. But um, I, I don't know why I assumed that she had either told him or what. <laughs> but um, he knew I worked from home. Mm. And he, he wondered why I was needing my bedroom floor soundproof, mm. which is a valid question. Right. Do most people need their bedroom floor exactly, soundproof? Yeah, like, no. what, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, well, the clapping noises can get pretty loud when I have lots of spanking calls mm. and my mom's kept awake. <laughs> and he's like, uh, spanking calls? <laughs> Yeah, these are the renovations that masturbation paid, paid for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Oh, sometimes I say too much. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever forget that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's, yeah, it's, it's better to maybe know who you're talking to before you come <laughs> out with your little pearls like that. I know. I, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm like, uh, I always feel you have the right to be offended, but that doesn't mean I don't have the right to be myself and be open about who <laughs> yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. And I always, I always said the root of sex phobia is, is religion. So I know how religious people are taking it when it comes to sexuality with anything. It's a freak out. <laughs> oh God. So. I, I think you just have to be careful. Mm -hmm. There was, there was a family friend that was very religious. And when I got into this, I remember telling her and that was the end of the family friendship mm. and she was a very nice lady and I liked her very much. And I was just chatting with her on the phone and I had told her what I was doing and oh, oh God. I guess she made the mistake of asking what sorts of things were discussed. And mm. I told a bit more than I should have. Mm. And I will never forget the tone of her voice when she said, what <laughs> i'm like oh god i shouldn't have said that i shouldn't mm. have said that and i pretty well haven't heard from her since wow. and i think that just beyond horrified her when you are in this business you can uh get kind of a, a even darker sense of humor right because some of the things are ridiculous that you hear mm -hmm. and because they strike you as funny when you tell somebody that's maybe not in the business, they don't maybe find it as funny as you do. They right. can be more horrified, sickened, mm. disgusted. Yeah. So you kind of have to guard who you say things to, but it's, it's sometimes it's hard because mm. something will just be so funny. That's why I'll, I'll right. call my mom sometimes after call say, Oh, you wouldn't believe what <laughs> this guy wanted. And she'll say, why are you telling me this? Why? She's like, don't you know, this upsets me. I don't want to hear it, but it's so funny. She yeah. said, I don't find it humorous yeah. at all. I find it upsetting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you have, but do I you, definitely would tell her, do you ever get religious people like, like, or maybe religious leaders that call There's with like weird fetishes? Over the years. I do actually do religious blasphemy calls. Mm. I don't get that many that call maybe a couple a year. Yeah. There's one guy that was in Texas. He was a, a Southern Baptist mm -hmm. <laughs> and he had me do some very interesting uh, things mm -hmm. on his call about, uh, let's see, how can I word it without actually saying it? He had me rewrite the lyrics to some hymns and <laughs> sing them. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, there was an English vicar that called me several times from this company. 
that I used to be with. And he would go on about how his congregation would just be beside themselves if they had any idea that he was calling for religious blasphemy. Mm. And he'd have me saying, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) And I'd be going on about all this. And this man, you know, was conducting sermons on Sunday mornings (laughs) at his church. And it's like his congregation would just, they they wouldn't believe it in a million Mm -hmm. years. But the ones that call for religious blasphemy have usually been raised in very religious homes themselves. There's been a few Muslims. There's been several Baptists and a few Catholics, a self-hating Jew. Mm. Uh, You know, you get get the gamut. You really do. Yeah. 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 No, I always say if there's anyone who needs an outlet, a sexual outlet, is people within their religious confinement. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's been some Mormons that I've talked to Mm -hmm. that I felt very bad for. Mm. They weren't into religious blasphemy, Mm. but they were raised in such a strict environment Mm. that it's like there was no outlet for anything. I remember this one poor guy was just in his early 20s. And he'd just gotten married mm. to this woman and they never slept together before marriage. Right. And he was so looking forward to sex. Mm. He just was so gung ho. Mm. And after the first time with her, she just sort of, you know, burst his bubble yeah. and said, you know, I hate this. I don't like it. This will not be happening often. Mm. You will never be getting a blowjob. And he just felt like his whole world that he'd been waiting for had just come crashing down. Yeah. And I said, well, you can get a divorce. Oh, no, I can't. No, yeah, I can't. That's not mm-hmm. an option. Right. And, and I felt so bad for mm-hmm. this poor kid. And it's like he'd been waiting his whole life to get married and have sex, mm-hmm. which I think is very admirable in today's world. But the fact that she was not as gung-ho as he was, yeah. it was not going to be happening very much for this poor guy. So he was back to masturbating the same way he was before he ever got married. Mm-hmm. And he said that he'd always wanted to know what a blowjob was like, which doesn't seem a lot to ask for mm-hmm. in life, honestly. Right. And he'd been cut off at the knees saying, this is never going to happen. Wow. Never. You're never going to know. <laughs> so I felt bad for him and he's not the first one. There's, mm-hmm. There has been a couple, basically yeah. the same type of story. The Mormons are they're they're a different little sect. They really are. Yeah, I heard many of them that their their main motivation to get married is to get laid. I, yes, and I don't think it's only yep. Mormons, but I, I I hear that a lot with Mormons. Like they get married at a young age, and for, mm-hmm. specifically for the guys, the biggest motivation for the marriage mm-hmm. to get married is so they could finally get laid. Yeah, that's and crazy. unfortunately, not all the women are that gung ho. Right. Yeah, and. So they're really not going to be living that different life mm-hmm. after than they were before. Yeah. So is, I felt bad. That is sad. I, I said, you know, why can't you just get divorced? No, yeah. not an option. No. It'd just destroy the families. Absolutely, yeah. Just they're have to suffer definitely. and be a martyr for the rest of my life. And it just, it seems so sad. <laughs> right. It really That's was. Crazy. I mean, divorce doesn't seem like that... <laughs> Mm-hmm. awful a thing there's worse things to go through in life absolutely and yeah. it's not even an option mm-hmm. they would rather live a sad miserable life as a martyr mm-hmm. 
then get to force. Yeah. <laughs> Permanent <don't> prison. <laughs> it's crazy. a different kind of prison. Yeah. yeah. Even hell, even guys I talk to that aren't Mormons are in a prison. Mm-hmm. They are. And, and I tell them, you have the key to this prison to get out at any time. Right. These ones that are married and they haven't had sex in 30 years. Sure. And I say, why don't you leave? Well, the first answer, she'd take me for everything I've got. Mm. Well, then I hope your money's keeping you warm at night because you're going to be living in the guest room, masturbating Mm. in the basement the rest of your life. Nobody's putting a gun to their head to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, but. There's a lot of miserable people in this world, sadly. That's uh, sad but true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is sad but it true. Is. That's why I said you're you're helping in that uh, arena <laughs> a little I bit. I hope so. Yeah, you know, I want to make people's day mm-hmm. a little bit better if I can. Yeah, even if it's only for the length of the phone call, right. and then they go back to their miserable lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you're, you're giving them at least that uh, escape, that option, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. It is. Yep. Okie dokie, Sharon. So we're going to wrap it up. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me. I I want to thank you. It was wonderful talking to you and very uh, enlightening. And uh, yeah, thank you. Appreciate your time. You're very welcome. And I wish you all the best. And we'll still be in touch. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, Sharon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is it, my peeps, my dear earthlings. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you had a good time. Don't forget to follow, follow, follow Planet Joe Pod everywhere and everywhere. Peace out. See you on the next trip to Planet Joe. Love y'all. Bye.